If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome back to another listener episode of the podcast. Today's listener episode is really, really special. I found myself when I was listening to her just in such awe and I feel like I was rendered speechless for quite a bit of her telling her story. But today I have Kristen on the show I've always had requests for more stories of people going through long-term divorces where children are involved and Kristen so generously signed up to to tell her story and I'm so glad she did. She was married for 17 years, has two late teens, early 20s kids, and she really tells her story of how she got to a place of betraying herself to a point where she didn't like who she was anymore. And that led her to finally walk away from a marriage that was not serving her and that she at least subconsciously knew was not serving her for a long time. And she talks about how she has been able to grow through this, how she's been able to bring more nurturing and more peace into her life which is what she needed it was it was a health scare that finally really made her see clearly and so regardless of what kind of relationship you're coming out of I highly recommend you listen to Kristen this was definitely one of my most favorite listener episodes so I can't wait for you guys to hear it Welcome, Kristen, to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. It's really an honor to have you on and have you share your story today. Hi. Well, thank you so much. I'm, I'm very excited to uh, chat with you about this sensitive subject. <laughs> yeah. I always say that I I feel sad that I have to meet people under a lot of these circumstances, but I am really grateful that you're coming on. I think the story that you have is a really important one to share. And I would love if you could just start off by just telling us a little bit about you. Sure. So I live in, on the East Coast, grew up here my whole life, and I am the mom of two children. They are now 18 and 21 years old. I've been self-employed, like entrepreneur person my whole life, very driven to be independent. 
got into real estate investing, real estate sales, and then I ran a, a real estate brokerage for about 20 years. And in 2021, I sold the business, hit a wall, realized how exhausted I was, then just made the decision to do the next job career that I had been thinking about since 2018. And that was more of a mentorship for women who have a hard time taking charge of their life because they feel overwhelmed and they want to break through their own fears. And so I started leading into that and I'm here now. Amazing. That's incredible. And can you mention the name of your business? Because I'll I'll link it in the show notes. Yes. The name of the business is Beyond Fearless. And so beyondfearless.com is my website. And that's where I'm actually right in the middle right now of overhauling my website. So yeah, all my links will be there and all that. Awesome. Well, can you tell us a little bit just generally like how long the relationship was that you were in? Yours was a very, very long term relationship and, you know, whatever you want to share about the relationship before it ultimately ended. Yeah, sure. You know, as women, we all have that dream to be a mom. I shouldn't say we all. Let me back that up a little bit. Some of us as women have a dream to be married and have a family. And for me, that was very true. I really, really wanted to be a mom. So I was focused on my career and the time came when, you know, it was the time where I had to start really getting serious about thinking about settling down. And I had um, a beautiful town home. I was living on my own. I had, you know, money in the bank and there's a lot of fateful events that occurred during this time. And I'm very much into sometimes, you know, we're shown our path. And so I didn't really overthink things too, too much, but um, I had hired a woman. She came to work for me. Long story short of that, she ended up fixing me up with her then brother-in-law. So this was, and she had only worked for me for a few short months. And, you know, he was a hard worker. We both wanted a family. I just started my business. He just started his business. We kind of all, we both had the same goals that we were striving for. And a tragedy happened, which was as we were dating, thinking to ourselves, you know, this is something that will probably lead to marriage. My mother, who was 56 years old, which is the age that I am now, got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and she was given a few short months to live. That not only put me into shock and uh, tragedy and denial in a lot of ways, but what it ended up doing in hindsight was it interfered with the development of the relationship. You know, when you look Mm -hmm. back, the how we dated and how we courted and how we got to learn about each other was done under a duress situation. And, you know, he was great. We we were at the hospital a lot Then my mother was, you know, had passed. And it was just so tragic that I didn't have a chance to really go through the healing process. I was planning a wedding. Like as she was getting sick, I had said, if we're going to do this, let's do it, hoping that she would still be there. My mom passes away. The wedding is planned now, and his biological mother gets diagnosed with cancer, and it's terminal. Oh my gosh. So now we go from you know dealing with my mom's passing, 
to now his mom having to have brain surgery. And it was just like one thing after another. And so she's at the wedding, you know, miracle that that happened. And so this was the whole foundation of our beginning. And, but the dating process did not allow us, I think, to see certain things or to really be sure about certain things or to make sure that, you know, our values are exactly the same or what we wanted for ourselves or interaction with family dynamics or any of that. And I lost my person, right? I lost the female person in my life. I didn't have that person to vouch for me or be a sounding board, et cetera. Within seven months, I got pregnant with my son and it was, you know, knock on wood, but it was an easy pregnancy, very easy, very smooth. I was, I was working full time. I had started my business. I was working full time. He was working full time. And I was, you know, I was very excited to be a mom and I wasn't nervous about it, but again, I had lost my mom. And so now I'm like, I got to do this on my own. I got to do this on my own. Fast forward, moving that along. My son was born and then we bought our family house, moved into the family home. You know, that was just a beautiful situation too. But I started to feel like there were things that were making me a little bit uncomfortable. And I went into marriage counseling already. Yeah. And so I say, I, we went into marriage counseling. And so just to know that you had to do that that early on. But I, you know, I'm not a quitter. I don't quit. I I didn't, you know, never want to throw the towel in. Now I, you know, I have a son and I'm going to, you know, make it work. Then you get to the point where you're like, oh, I don't want to have an only child. I want to have just one baby. Let's have another baby. Easily got pregnant again. And I know that that's also something that a lot of women struggle with. And I was very fortunate and I felt very fortunate and I was saying all my gratitudes every day because I didn't have any issues with getting pregnant. And then I had a miscarriage. A miscarriage was early on and I was very lucky that I had a British doctor and he was a very interesting guy. He said, oh, you didn't want that one. It was all kind of messed up and it wasn't because it wasn't going to work out. So this is what Mother Nature does and just carry on. Get back in the saddle. And he was so lighthearted about it. I thought, wow. And it actually made me feel better about the whole thing. And then like 45 days later, I got pregnant again. At this point, I'm almost 38 years old. So again, very grateful that I was so able to just have babies and all of that. So then my daughter was born. And again, we were working on the house. We have two children. He has his business. I have mine. But a lot of the overwhelm had started because the business that I was in was real estate. And it was seven days a week. You were always attached to your phone. You had to meet clients at night. You had to meet clients on the weekends. And it was it was a struggle because I had felt for myself that I was begging for time on the calendar. And that struggle continued. And, you know, I live in the East Coast, right? So we have seasonal peak times here, spring and summer, you're going, going, going seven days a week. My kid's father was also in a business that was very peaked out at seasonal times. And there was so much struggle with requesting this time that I needed. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the key factors where I started to feel that I'm just not being heard. Like I'm not being heard. I'm just not being heard. I repeat myself. I repeat myself. I repeat myself. I'm not being heard. 
I paid for babysitters. I did everything I possibly could. Again, missing my mother so much because she lived five minutes down the street. His mom ended up passing away. She used to live five minutes down the street. This was the big plan. Everybody had a plan. Our moms are going to be there. We'll be able to run our businesses. Well, life changes. And when life changes and you're caught off guard, the plan that you had is not there anymore. And so now we were struggling with babysitters and helpers. And, you know, we had some great help with family members, cousins and sister-in-laws and people that came in. We did everything we could just to keep going. And there were several times where I just wanted to quit because I was really stressed out. So fast forward, 2018 comes along and my dad is told that he's terminal. Now my dad is older. My parents have been separated. My father's like, listen, I live my life. Like I'm good. Everything's hot. This is just, it's fine. Of course he wanted to take the worry off of me, but he was sick. I had to take care of him. I had my two kids. At this point, we had two houses and I was running myself ragged. And, but I felt like I was the only one that was running myself ragged. Like I had to make sure everything was organized. I had to make sure the kids' schedules were on track. I had to make sure the business clients were on track. I had to make sure my father's healthcare was on track. You know, I had the calendar for everybody in my head, checking every box all the time, thinking five days ahead, a month ahead. And it was very overwhelming. So now my dad is told, you know, all the things that we've tried to do to help with your lungs are not going to be working anymore. And you have to get your affairs in order. And so I was in a, a really big distressful period. I was about to lose my last parent. And then I went and had my mammogram and my mammogram had a spot on it. So now I am in a marriage where I feel like I'm constantly strained. I am in charge of all the calendars, in charge of everything. Like, well, you did this. You like to be in charge, right? So now there's the guilt of that. Oh, yeah. your, she can handle it. She's a go-getter. She'll take care of it. Overwhelming. And I did on a several occasions step back and say, let me just see if I don't do anything for a month or two. Let's see if it sticks together or falls apart. And as soon as I backed up and said, I need help, I need help, I need help. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I need help. It didn't get better. So now this diagnosis happens and obviously it upsets the entire apple cart of everything. It just adds to everything. There's so much detail in that story that this podcast would never cover all of it, obviously. But where I was at with where's my person and like, what do I need? And, and, you know, I will give my ex credit where he was at all the appointments. He went to me for all the appointments. And, you know, I was very lucky to have that. I was lucky to have good health insurance. I was lucky that my intuition guided me to exactly the right people. Because I also found out that my mercury fillings that were in my teeth for years were actually all leaching into my system. Those had to be removed. And I will tell you, if I didn't discover that, which was because I went to a Chinese medicine woman first, just some extra advice and some detoxing. And she told me to have my teeth looked at and my dentist was shocked. And he's like, they all have to come out. And so I have all this going on while my dad is dying. I am still running my business and I have teenagers, young teenagers, again, so overwhelmed. And that was when I realized that I was just in the wrong place. Hmm. Never once did I hear you're done working. 
you're done being exhausted. You have done so much for the children already and you need a break. Never, nothing like that. It was more, you're going to be great. Everything's fine. Get back in the saddle, get back to work. Like everything's fine. And I can understand that maybe parts of that were a little bit of denial, but at the same time, that was not what I needed. Yeah. And you were expressing how exhausted you were oh, yeah. that you needed help. So it wasn't like, wasn't like you were expecting a mind reader over there. Yeah. And, you know, I read the books. I read all the books. I went to counseling. I understand men and women think differently. Men and women handle life differently. And we hear all the time, I am not a mind reader. You have to say specifically what you need. And I said specifically several times what I needed. So I just, I had to make the decisions alone to take charge of my life myself. And then I thought to myself, okay, I have to let go of some of the burden of debt. Then I have to get my business in a position so it's sellable. Then of course, everything got derailed because of the pandemic. So I was doing all these things to get myself in a place where if the decision was made that I would be able to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And in that process of thinking, I said, in the meantime, I'm going to try to work on things. In the meantime, I have to make sure that every appointment I go to, I stay healthy. In the meantime, I have to get my son to finish high school because he was a 2020 graduate. In the meantime, my daughter was at a private school. I had to drive her. She had to get driven and picked up. So there was all this stuff in the meantime while I was going through the checklist of what steps do I need to take first? My health was a priority. And then I had to eliminate debt. And I'm very good at seeing into the future. And I'm a very good problem solver. I've always been a good problem solver. I did that with my health. I did it with how to manage raising two kids while two people are in small businesses. I applied everything that I knew and got myself to a situation where I was like, okay, this is now do or die time. And I expressed exactly how I felt. If you have a diagnosis and your parents have died and you work 60 hours a week and you raised the kids and you booked 22 vacations for your family and you did XYZ, 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 and you're saying out loud at the top of your lungs, I'm exhausted. Yeah. And someone does not scoop you up and say, I will take care of you. Stop worrying. Just stop worrying. I will take care of everything that you need. Just be a mom. That was it. So now I have to do the thing that's the worst. <laughs> I have to break my kid's heart. The divorce wasn't the part that was hard because once I knew I was never going to have that really deep connection and emotional and emotional support when I was asking for it after everything that happened to me the divorce wasn't the hard part it was me being able to stand up for myself and then have to handle my kids have to take care of my kids have to break my kids heart and then try to hold it together for them too which I did not do a very good job I did not do a very good job when I fell apart, because I knew I had to tell them. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
It is so important to share your thoughts and feelings while going through a breakup, especially if it's something you're feeling any guilt or shame around. I know whenever I'm struggling with a certain thought or situation and I keep it to myself, it gets heavier and heavier and feels harder and harder to manage. I truly believe we are as sick as our secrets. Therapy has always been a safe space for me to have a judgment-free zone to get things off my chest. Whether it's something from my past, a current struggle, or something I'm anxious about in the future, I always feel lighter when I'm able to share something that feels scary. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash heartbreak. If you are a listener of this podcast, you know I warn about how your phone can either be a great tool or a huge obstacle when it comes to getting over your breakup. Instead of spending time on your phone trying to figure out what your ex is up to, why not spend some time engaging in a super fun mystery game that will help take your mind off your breakup? June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. Each new scene takes you further through a thrilling murder mystery story that sets the main protagonist, June Parker, on a quest to solve the murder of her sister and uncover her family's many secrets. I am such a big mystery and puzzle fan, so this game has been so fun for me to get into. When I'm looking for a little escape from reality during the day or a way to relax that doesn't involve social media, it's been so fun to use my brain in a new way by diving into June's captivating quest and engaging my sense of observation to find the hidden clues. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Since getting sober over 11 years ago, most of my friends don't drink, and last month at my birthday dinner, we were going around the table talking about our favorite non-alcoholic drink, and almost everyone at the table was talking about how much they love recess, me included. Not only is Recess Mood a delicious drink, Strawberry Rose is my favorite, but they also have Raspberry Lemon, which is so good, Lime Citrus, and more. It's made with real fruit, it's only 20 calories, and it comes with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium, so it can also bring me a much, much needed moment of peace. So whether you're like me and are always on the hunt for functional and tasty non-alcoholic drinks, or you're just looking for something healthy to unwind at the end of the day, Recess mood should be your go-to. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. The hardest thing was keeping my mind strong. And that's the thing that I'm typically pretty good at. I really wanted to have my kids know that I am not, you know, the mom who's the drill sergeant and the like, get it all done and, you know, do your homework, all the work that I was pushing my kids for, because I was the disciplinarian. I was the driver of the bus and everybody just kept getting on the bus. So then I kept driving the bus and eventually the bus got four flat tires and I couldn't drive the bus anymore. And you can't expect teenage kids to really understand that. But they were witnessing somebody who was falling apart. And I was like, I don't want them to see that. And they did. They saw it. And it was terrible. So what keeps us going in our marriage when we have children is the same thing that keeps you going after you 
get separated is your kids. Yeah. I was very lucky that I had amazing girlfriends in my life. Amazing. Every day, one of them would call me. And every day, they would tell me, this is going to be better for you. And you, you know, you don't want to quit. You don't want to walk away. But I had the ultimate test put right in front of me. I had the ultimate test put in front of me. If you are at that place as a woman with a health issue and you don't have your parents and you still feel like you're not being heard and you're not being nurtured and nurtured is a really key word. And I was in a relationship before I was married, you know, obviously several years ago and he never wanted to get married. He never wanted to have kids and he's still not married and he still doesn't have kids. <laughs> but I was in that relationship for almost two years and I really felt nurtured and I really felt hurt and I really felt respected. And, you know, Granted, we didn't live together and we didn't have children together, but there was never that super contentiousness. And so I, I knew what a really good, healthy relationship was for myself. I knew what that felt like. I knew that I could sit and have long conversations about how I felt or what I needed or the dynamics of life changing and how do we handle that. And, you know, now I've, you know, I'm many months out of, the situation that I'm in. And I've also learned again that I can sit and have wonderful relationships, conversations, be heard, be nurtured. It exists out there. And that would be the message that I would want women to know. You're going to leave a relationship when it's right for you. Yeah. Even when all your friends are telling you to get out, if you're not ready, you know, you're going to do it when it's right for you and your children will pull at your heartstrings. And sometimes you become a person that you don't like. I didn't like myself. I was not happy. I didn't see a way out. I didn't know how to get out because I didn't have my mom and I was working crazy, crazy hours and I didn't want to fail. I did not want to be, you know, someone that came from a divorced family. But what ended up happening was I was hurting my health. I was hurting my health very badly. It was a poor decision to stay, but it was also the best decision in some ways. And that you cannot go backwards. All you can do is move forward. And I try every day now. Same thing I tell my clients. It's okay to reflect on the past. However, if you stay in the past... You will stay in anxiety or depression. You're going to have those feelings that will just keep eating you alive. And one of the signs that you know that you're in a, you know, a trauma-based situation is you just rehash and rehash and rehash over and over again. And I was desperately trying to find somebody that I could just brainstorm with, that I could have dialogue with on a regular basis to move myself forward because I kept having those conversations in my own head during the time period where I was distraught that I was about to tell my kids or I was about to make the decision. And all the way through the separation period, I was distraught so much that I just kept recycling stories and, and events in my head. And then I would tell myself, you have to move forward. 
but I needed a sounding board. Yeah. It's really hard to solve problems with our own thinking. Yeah. So I knew that wise enough to know that because I had my agents would come to me when I ran my real estate business. My friends would come to me when they have their issues and problems. And I always knew during any of my coaching work that I was doing that this person is stuck. They're in a cycle and they have to move forward. That progress is what brings you happiness and fulfillment. You have to have progress. Even if it's the smallest steps, it's the moving forward. And I saw myself stuck. And that is why after I sold my business, I started Beyond Fearless for that reason, because I couldn't find anybody who was touchable as a coach. I didn't want this big, huge, you know, six month coaching program. And I didn't like, I was like, I just need a person. Like, I just need a person who will let me reach out to them twice a month. Like, let's, let's just get to work, take charge of my life, help me with the steps. And I realized that there was a, like a void with all the coaches that are out there, with all the work that's out there, I felt like there was a void. I was like, where are they? I went to the therapist. I did that type of work. But again, love therapists. They are worth their weight in gold. It's just the, you stay in the story of what has already happened. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, I'm done with the story. Like, I can't continue to stay there anymore. I've been rehashing this in my head forever. And so I am now living on my own. I have a dream to do one more fixer upper house near a beach community. And I've already told my kids that I want to find a house that's near a beach community. And my son is, you know, working full time and my daughter is college on her college searches and long term. And I've always had this dream that when my kids are a little bit older, that I would have a house that would be close enough to the beach that they would want to come visit their mother. So ultimately, that's what I always wanted to do. That is still a part of my vision board. It's still a part of all my manifesting. But right now, I am grateful every day that I have a roof over my head. I have good friends around me. And knock on that, uh, my health keeps going in a positive direction. And that I have really good, true, authentic relationships in my life. Wow. I have like in such awe of your story and I'm feel so lucky that we get to hear it and we get to share it. I feel like your, your story is such a good example of so many things. I mean, one of the things that I was talking to someone who's like more of a divorce expert and we were the statistic that women tend to be the ones that initiate divorce. And I think a lot of people think it's like this careless, throw it away, it's not working kind of a thing. But your story is just like the pain and the agony and all of the thinking and all of the things that were going on in your head to land you in that spot. It was like the exact opposite of a, you know, quick decision or, you know, just trying to throw something away. Like you did everything in your power to make to make that work. Yes. And you know, I heard a quote from Carolyn Miss. So Carolyn Miss answers the question, how do you know if you're in the right relationship or the right job or the right place? And her answer is, you know that you're in the right relationship or in the right place when you do not betray yourself. And I remember thinking to myself, the times where I became the person who I did not like in myself, 
I was betraying myself in all of those situations or circumstances. My temper was shorter. I didn't have patience. I would isolate myself. I would remove myself from my home for hours just to try to regain, you know, peace of mind. I did take little mini trips for myself, sometimes with friends, sometimes solo, just so that I would have separation because I could always feel myself being overwhelmed. I felt like there was a lot of demands on me, but no one was there for, again, for me to just have that really important sit down conversation and then again, be heard about what was going on. I did reach out and ask for help from certain situations. But again, you know, you can't expect other people who are outside the marriage to get involved with your marriage. So there's only so much that you can do when you're asking for help. There's really only so much you can do, but you don't really want to betray yourself. Yeah. And looking back, that was what was happening to me as I was betraying myself. And I lost a lot of like good qualities about myself because I did not want to I didn't want to terminate. I didn't want it to end. I didn't want it to be a mess. But there was no ability to synergize. And I just said, it is what it is. And I worked really hard to try to make it happen. Lots of vacations. Sunday, fun day. I would plan things every Sunday as much as I could to have Sunday, fun day. There was a point where I actually had mentioned to my daughter Sundays are for your father and I, you get me six other days of the week from the morning till night. I need to have quality time. And so I I really tried to do a lot of the relationship things that you should do when you need to try to keep it going. Again, like I said, I read the books. I understand. (laughs) I understand. And at the end of the day, sometimes you're just not meant to be together anymore. It doesn't necessarily to be, you know, you failed, he failed. You're just not meant to be together anymore. And every day is a new day to start over. Every time the sun comes up, it's a new day to start over. Yeah. Well, and you're, I mean, you, you know, you mentioned when you had to tell your kids and having them see you fall apart, they also got, you know, I think they're also getting to see you falling apart and then you coming back together in this new way. And that I think they're really get Obviously, they're not seeing all the inner workings of what happened, but them being able to see you become yourself again, I'm sure is so powerful for them, whether they realize it now or not. Yeah, a couple more years, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> a couple more. Years. Yeah, if they're late teens, early 20s, that's a hard time to, to see anything past ourselves. <laughs> so they'll have to go through their own relationships to see how, you know, the work that needs to go in and how things you know, can affect you and how it can affect your personality and your stress level. There's a lot of things that, that are involved in all of that. And at the end of the day, I want them to be happy and I want them to thrive. And it hit me really hard. My daughter was in a relationship with somebody, you know, early teen relationship with somebody and she wasn't getting treated very nicely. And I started having conversations with her about healthy relationships And then I caught myself. Mm. I was like, okay, you really have no business preaching, not leading by example. And maybe leading by example, I can't do together as a couple, but maybe leading by example, I can do when she 
hopefully will see me in a different relationship or taking charge of my life in a different way. And I did, I caught myself when I was trying to tell her that if you keep getting your heart broken over and over again, or you keep crying over and over again, that is a sign. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much easier to see it in other people though, than it is in ourselves. It's hard to see it within ourselves. And I mean, even you had so many things going on that extremely valid to cause overwhelm. But I think that point of when you are betraying yourself, when you are kind of just pushing something off to the side that we don't want to look at, that becomes very overwhelming to to be like ignoring that part of ourselves. That becomes very, very overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My son, actually, I was, I was really proud of him because one of the things he said to me early on was, listen, you're my mother. He's my father. I'm not getting in the middle. Right. And he's been pretty good about stuff. I am, I'm hard on him, but I'm not raising a boy. I'm raising a man. So I am hard on him. Yeah. I think you're being hard on yourself too. (laughs) (laughs) Just as an outside perspective. Yeah. Well, you have such a beautiful, but obviously so tragic story not so much the the divorce being the tra- i mean there was just so much stuff leading up to this and you have such a beautiful perspective and i you're the in such a great position to be able to help other women going through what you did and i'm sure part of that's also very healing to you to be able to walk women through what you wished you had when you were walking through that and and yeah it's just it's such an honor to have you on and have you share share your story yeah i think that women who have been through a lot of heartache and you know what? I have friends who have lost their children and, you know, I look at them and I don't even know how they get up and function. And so we, as you know, a community of people, we all, everybody has their turn, you know, everybody has their turn, whether it's a loss of a parent, loss of a marriage, loss of a child, everybody has their turn in life at some point. And to have somebody who has a similar story or have somebody who understands your pain is priceless. Yeah. It's priceless. That to me is where the younger girls, I want them to know your girlfriends, your really true girlfriends are going to be there for you later in life when you need them the most. So have patience with your girlfriends, understand that they're all going through their own growth. And if you ever see another friend of yours or another woman that is angry, remember that anger is sadness redirected. Mm -hmm. And when someone's dealing with a relationship that not that necessarily they feel trapped in, but they just keep trying to find answers and solutions they're hitting a wall over and over again and they seem to be, you know, irritated or whatnot. Just be an ear. I love that piece of advice. What a great thing to end on. I agree going through the things that I've gone through have brought me so much closer to my girlfriends and and they really are the they're such an important part of my life. And I I really try to encourage other people to find that because it is it's so invaluable. And it's just this beautiful safety net that we can have when we need to fall apart. So thank you so much. I hope everyone checks out Beyond Fearless. And I will again, link the website in the show notes. And again, just 
tremendous amounts of gratitude for you to come on and, and share your story. I'm going to be thinking about this for a while. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. And um, I appreciate the uh, the invitation. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.